0: Hello, Red Wave. Welcome to Boer Bulldogs Podcast. My name is Caleb Nail. Joining me to recap the New Mexico Bowl, where Fresno State beat the Utah Miners, is Michael Bliss. Michael, how are you doing today, man?
1: Dude, great. How are you, man? We're winners.
0: Winners, winners. Uh, I'm good, man. I, I'm a little tired, uh, but happy to be. It's always a good day to be a dog, man. Dude, winning ten games is exhausting. I, <laughs> uh, also, bowl season is so fun, and the the mood that it puts me in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, it's I, it's somewhat nostalgic. At the, but at the same time, it's just a great mood. You know, there's not too many things that do this to me. It's, it's the bowl season, March Madness, yep. um, probably October with playoff baseball. Mm-hmm. And other than that,
1: I don't know what else does it for me. March Madness is the best. And then close second is bowl game season. We're This is going to come out on a Tuesday, I think. Yep. And it's Monday night. It's Monday night football. Tomorrow, there's at least two bowl games on the slate. I think Wyoming is playing tomorrow. um, Or on Tuesday, excuse me, on Tuesday. And then we've got NFL on Tuesday. We got a day off on Wednesday and then have NFL on Thursday. Bowl games on Friday. NFL on Saturday. NFL on Sunday. (laughs) Bowl games every day of the week. This is great. This is great to be a... football games
0: all the time. This is football games all the time. Well, Caleb Plett's going to join us today. He is... um... Doing Christmas stuff with the family and working hard on uh, updating some some of his house. I mean, the guy is nonstop, man. He's we need to get on his level, Michael. He's putting us to shame. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm looking at my floor. Gosh, maybe do I need to change my floor now? Do I need to just clean my floor? Well, what we can do? (laughs) Yeah, right. We can just hire Caleb to do it. He'll know how to do it after this. (laughs) So, Caleb, we miss you. And you better do a good job on that floor if you're missing Boyer Bulldogs. (laughs) That's right. Well, final score, Fresno State Bulldogs 31, UTEP Miners 24. Like you said, Michael, dogs finish the season with 10 wins. And we do it. We do it on the last game without uh, our head coach and our offensive offensive coordinator. Uh, What did you think about this game? Give me like a one-sentence reaction, and then we'll get into the numbers.
1: A once I get a one sentence reaction. (laughs) That's that's all you get. That's all you get. Jordan Mims is the man. (laughs) That's my (laughs) reaction. What about you? You get what's your one sentence? No, you
0: stole mine. That was mine. Uh, Excited for next season. Uh, uh, I'm really excited for next season after seeing what what went on. But let's get into the numbers, and then as we talk about the numbers, we will you know talk about things that. You know, come up, right as they come up. Yeah. Let's do so, it. so Jake Haner threw the ball 41 times, completed 26 of them for 286 yards and one touchdown, zero interceptions. What did you think about Jake Haner in the passing game?
1: Well, Jake Jake did what he needed to do. He's done it. He's done it all year, and particularly in the games Jordan Mims has started in, Jake has just done what is needed to win. And I think in those games we've won and we've been in control a little bit more. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I think Jake did what he needed to do. I mean, he's always, he's, he's on the money. I mean, he went, he completed 26 of 41. So he's over the 50% clip closer to 60%. I mean, he's, he's, a. it was good to see him out there, but I was happy that he was not the star of the show as a a little selfishly. I was a little, (laughs) I was a little happy that he was not the man that walked home with the MVP, yeah, the proverbial too. MVP, or I guess so of the game.
0: Uh, I thought Jake looked good. Uh, I didn't, we didn't know if he was going to start or not. We had a feeling he would. I mean, I did. Did you? I thought, yeah, I figured he's, he's going to start over the other guys. <laughs> yeah. I did. I mean, I, I know we're trying to move on and we have moved on, but I, I wanted to see some other guys, but I, we needed him out there. 31-24 yeah. is a close game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to go out there and kind of, you know, keep up at least, the very least, with Hardison. Because that guy had some – he only completed Hardison on the flip side, when 12-27. But that dude, every time he threw, the, there was a completed pass. They were bombs. They were big chunk plays. So that guy can ball too. So Jake had to keep up with it, but Jake was obviously the better quarterback on the field and better best option for us at quarterback. Uh, yeah when we I,
0: I, before we get into rushing and receiving stats what did you think about kirby Moore? i mean he called the game i i had a lot of fun
1: watching fearless. It. yeah He's fearless i mean the first game the players play the game is a fake reverse to, yep. <laughs> to jordan I mean, mims the jordan mims and i'm like oh my gosh this guy's just laying it all out there but i appreciated it i mean you don't go to a bowl game to lose you go to the bowl game to win you got to pull out all the stops
0: yeah, it was fun and different. They wanted to get Trey Watson involved early, which was fun. We didn't get to see a, a, a ton of him this year, but the dude is athletic and can catch the ball. Uh, should we saw a QB draw from Jake Hayner? Uh, was crazy. I, I actually, what it surprised me most is I thought we, Jake Hayner took a lot of snaps under center that he usually doesn't. Hmm.
1: Interesting takeaway.
0: No, well, I liked it though. It was a good mix. Um, yeah. When we ran the ball, let's see, you, what was your sentence again? Jordan Mims is a man. Is the man. Is
1: the man. The man. He, he is, is a man. man he is, but the he man. is the man.
0: <laughs> he had 29 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Cropper carried the ball once for 16 yards. J- Jay Kaner, three carries for two yards. <laughs> uh, so we finished a total 181 yards on the ground. Jordan Mims 165 of them. Talk to me about Jordan Mims, and why is he the man?
1: When he is the lead running back, he is unstoppable. I mean, this was a game where he took over. First play, we just talked about the double, the fake reverse, but that was a play that he took, and it was a big chunk. And right out of the gate, he said, this is going to be my game. He goes down, scores a first touchdown, goes down, scores a second touchdown. He goes down and catches a pass for the third touchdown. Yeah. He should have had the, uh, he, well, he had the two point conversion. at one point, um, mm-hmm. I believe so, I mean, this is, uh, he's the dude, he is the dude. And he, he won us that game. He put the team on his back and said, all right, boys, we're going to go get this win. Cause I felt like he was the unstoppable force for the dogs. Just incredible.
0: Yeah. I like Ronnie rivers and he's great, but for some reason this year, it seemed like there was a
1: different energy when Jordan Mims was on the field. And why wasn't Ronnie playing? Did he decide to forego to try to work on the draft, or was it an injury related? I think it was injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, whenever Jordan Mims
0: runs for over a hundred yards, or whenever he is our lead back, we're undefeated. So,
1: and he's coming I, back for another year next year. Yeah, as far as we know, did he say he's coming back? He hasn't said. Um, I ho- I really hope he comes back, but I mean, the dude had in his three starts had over. I mean, almost 600 total combined yards and three starts this year, which is <laughs> pretty crazy <laughs> alone. The guy it.
0: hits the hole so hard and he's going fast and he makes guys miss. He, I saw him pick up some pass uh, blocks. I, the guy is so fun to watch. Great football player. Oh yeah. The the other thing I want to talk about that you, you brought up was the two point conversion. Um I liked the play and I'm happy we did it. You know, it's it's a bowl game. Go for it. But what I wanted to talk about was the penalty. Do you know what the penalty was?
1: I think it was, I think it was, uh, they did not announce. Yeah. Um, all of the linemen as eligible. They didn't announce the people as eligible. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't report enough people between
0: the numbers of what was it? Like 50 and 79, something like that. Crazy. And I I
1: just want to say that has got to be the dumbest rule ever. The guys are lined up on the complete opposite end of the field, and you're worried about what number they are. I mean, gosh darn it! Like line up on the ball, <laughs> like this.
0: I don't know. No, I mean we're changing rules, right? So can you pick it, quarterback Pittsburgh? Fake slide, change the rule. Can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. This, they should change. They should change this rule. If if a center wants to wear number zero or twelve, and the tackle wants to wear sixteen, they should be able to. I. I know Tom Brady has some beef with it, but come on. It was
1: a weird call. It was a weird call.
0: I, I don't, I don't like that. And, and I know some people say like, okay, well, they want to know like who Mike linebacker is and weak side linebacker and things like that are where they're lining up. But honestly, the, we don't, I don't think we need any of that. They just should, they could wear different color jerseys and go out there and play. And you should know, uh, just by where they line up,
1: yeah, yeah. It was definitely a weird play. It was a funky design, anyway. Um, but it, yeah, I really wish I'm glad that game that that play did not come back and bite us in the butt. We, we took care of business, and I'm glad that that was not something that was holding us back. And we right, were if you didn't watch the forward. game,
0: we got moved back, and then Caesar Silva missed the extra point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that I, I in that way, it did hurt us. Yeah, but uh, in grand scheme of things. It didn't. Uh, when we look at the receiving stats, Jalen Cropper led the team in yards by one yard. Nine receptions, seventy-two yards. Jordan Mims, five receptions, seventy-one yards and a touchdown. Trey Watson had forty-one yards. Zane Pope, thirty-seven. Carrick Wheatfall, thirty-four. Raymond Powells Jr. had four receptions for twenty-nine yards, and Josh Kelly had two receptions for ten. I thought good game by the receivers spreading the ball around. Uh, Jake Hainer also had a reception Love, it. Love <laughs> yeah, it, ball batted up in the air and then he caught it and lost <laughs> eight yards, but uh, sure. Just hit it down. And I, and you saw him, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Michael, but he, he motioned like, ah, oh, I should have just hit it down. But I mean, just like the running game, I thought it was a solid game by the
1: receivers. Um, no fumbles. No, Caleb Pletts would be very gosh. We got to celebrate. No fumbles. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no fumbles, no interceptions. Mm, What a game! (laughs) Uh, the big one of the things we talked about in the preview was we were excited to see all the other players, like we talked about maybe the other guys participating and jumping in and being a big part of the game plan. And Trey Watson definitely was, he was a featured guy throughout the game. I felt like every time, uh we were talking about him frequently, and he's a guy we haven't talked about much at all. Um, but then you also got Zane Pope, who had a big catch and a mm-hmm. run. Uh, Carrick Weefall pitches in for 34. Raymond Powell's has 29. I mean, is this that might be the most catches our tight ends have had all year. They had six in this game. Um, so mm-hmm. it's good to see those guys get involved. Um, but the receiving group, we've said it all year. They're the, they're the best. You got Jordan Mims up there, and he can catch and run like a receiver. But our, our receiving core is the strength of this team showed again on uh, another strength again on Saturday. Yeah. I I had a good time watching it, watching
0: the wide receivers and uh, there were, I'm trying to remember there. I'm trying to remember if there are any missed uh, overthrown balls or drops or anything, but I, you know, it's, it's, if I have to think this hard, you know, we did a good job. Yeah. Nothing that really stands out to me on the defensive side of the ball. Here's where I had my beef for the game.
1: We had a hard (laughs) time
0: stopping the pass. Like you said earlier, we gave up, we gave up over 300 yards, uh, in the air. And we talked about on the preview, how this could be a struggle for
1: us. And it turned out to be that way. Yeah. I think one of the big keys that when you talk about that 300 yards, one thing to remember is Brown Holtz, the backup quarterback comes in and does this little fake sneak he goes up and he like boop, and he steps back and he hits a tight end That's and right, it's a yeah. it's technically a three-yard pass but the dude just was gone every and all the line all the defensive the whole defensive side caves in and then you got safeties trying to run and catch the big tight end big fellow running down the field so if you take that away hey, uh, uh, hardison goes 12 of 27 so defense is okay 25 but, oh 25 excuse me um but I mean, that's a, the 12 for 252 yards, it means yeah. he's getting chunk plays. So it's, it's crazy. Uh, so they were, they're a home run hitting team. And, and that was really where I was not comfortable until we got into victory formation because they have the home run threats across the field.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought the, the UTEP coaching staff did a great job calling play calling as well. Now, it was a fun game to watch. We, we had it going for, for us, the, some fun plays and they did the same thing i mean they ran up in that uh, they lined up in in the qb sneak formation what three or four times and did the qb sneak and then finally whoop there it goes 51 yards crazy i mean it, crazy. that's it's fun I, I saw some things on twitter like oh this should be illegal but <laughs> i love it man that's that's football it's part of the game yeah uh leading the team in tackles malachi langley who stepped in for Tyson Maeva because he did not play. He was injured. Malachi Langley steps in, leads the team in tackles. Uh, we had two sacks, and I wanted to bring this up. Our pass rush, and we talked about it. You know, we thought – well, I talked about our interior D-line, um, how I wanted them to step up and, you know, kind of take over as my key to the game. And maybe that would even open up for Mosby and Perales – almost non-existent other than you know we had that strip sack in the end zone they recovered it for and then we got him in the end zone for a safety but aaron mosby had once so he had that one sack and then the other sack uh came from lavelle bailey and i mean he just crushed he he annihilated that guy oh my gosh yeah but i i wanted to see more pressure and we just didn't get it
1: yeah we didn't it it wasn't there but we were able to keep playing and keep playing hard. And the big, the big play was that safety, that safety, you know, when Mosby got that corner and he got him in that end zone, you knew, that was a big momentum killer for UTEP. And at that point, that was probably at that point was the most comfortable I had felt once Mosby got that. Cause then once you get our D line cooking, I mean, it's hard to beat us when the D lineman Mosby and paralysis are playing well on the edges. Yeah. That was when I felt most comfortable with those guys playing well. Right. We saw a lot of
0: different names get in the game. I don't know if you noticed, Michael. I mean, we had uh, we, Amari Pate, LJ Early, Devo Bridges get in there. Uh, Dante Perry get in. Uh, we had a lot of guys you know flying around, coming in and out, playing in this game on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and you love to see it. Yeah, I, I like to see all these guys getting snaps. and Because
1: uh, and a lot of them are coming back next year, so they're going to need that experience oh, dude i know that's the fun part i mean okay let's look at this you got langley will be back next year i believe paralysis will be back next year bailey no, Peralis oh, no. is not okay excuse me um you've got bailey uh you've got kale sanders who should be back you've got evan williams who should be back uh this mm-hmm. is a defense that's got a lot of guys that i mean starters that'll be coming back next year so that's exciting to see yeah. that some of these core dudes are coming back and played well i mean gates had the uh interception in the end zone we haven't talked about that but that was a big swing and the momentum talk about it dude great play i mean terrible throw by hardison let's see (laughs) i mean he had two receivers and he missed both of them and hit gates in the hands i mean that was a terrible throw if Hardison just looked right a little more the guy was wide open in the end zone (laughs) he had two guys open and he (laughs) threw a dark guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) but great play by gates yeah great play great play um and actually, Hardison made a few of those. He missed a lot of guys open. He's young. He's young, but he's going to be good, man. If he can clean up that accuracy a little bit. Yeah, UTEP, is... UTEP also has uh, some some good young
0: players. Their future looks bright. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, special teams. Caesar Silva had one miss, extra point. Um, That was a bummer. But other than that, he looked good. He went three for four. Yeah. You'll take it. You'll take it. He had a 45 yarder.
1: Yeah. He missed the 52 yarder, I believe, which, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. But the rest of those you're excited that he's just getting those. And it came, it came down to, you know, it was a seven point game. We needed all the points we can get. So we'll take it season.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, one of my notes, I'm looking through my notes because we went through defense pretty quickly, but what I wrote down when I was watching the game is that there are passing defense. It didn't look like they were better than us. It just, we, it looked like we had a lot of miscommunication going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what the first thing I thought was, <laughs> I'm going to blame this on coach Inge because he wasn't committed. He knew he was leaving. Yep.
1: And so he didn't, he's like, ah, yep. it's last game. I'm, I'm sure that wasn't the case, but, that's what I wanted to blame. You about. know what? I thought of that too. I thought about that too. It's like, man, some of these guys are just getting left wide open. And then you saw there were some plays where the, the our DBs were like, are you with each other? Like, Hey, you got to come over to the top and help me and stuff mm-hmm. to me. And that reflects on, are you not practicing that? Are you just not communicating out there? It goes back to those coaches. You're hundred percent. Right. And they're on their way to freaking Washington. <laughs> they couldn't even wait until.
0: We didn't uh, even have the bowl trophy we're on in the our bus. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> and Washington had posted that uh, everybody was leaving. Not everybody, everybody but
1: uh, everybody. Lee
0: Marks was going. Chuck Morel, Inge, our mm-hmm. strength coach,
1: they're all going with the board of Washington. They couldn't wait. Uh, that was annoying. That that was that was super annoying. That was probably the. I mean, like it was fun when you're celebrating this stuff, and you want to go on Twitter and talk to all the Red Wave who's excited, just as excited as you are. And you see Washington put up all this <laughs> crap that all of our coaches are leaving. And like, get out of here. You know, it was, uh, it was, I don't yeah, know, that goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think of them. Well, what I like to see though, is that
0: all year we talked about, and Plutz and I talked about it when you weren't on here, Michael. And, and I know, I know you, we talked about it when you were on starting fast. We finally last game of the season, we started so fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we blew the gates wide open. Yep. And so that was a lot of fun. I am really excited um, to see what Kirby Moore can do. Oh, I'm excited for that too. Yeah. And then last thing, going through my notes and we'll move on. Well, actually two more things. Um, we got Cropper the ball on some sweeps and some different things out of different looks, I thought. you know, I didn't, I didn't know that Cropper was going to get the ball. A lot of times when Grubb was calling plays, and he would call this sweep to Cropper, I think everybody knew it was coming. This game, I didn't know it was coming. Granted, we haven't seen a whole lot of it because it's, it hasn't been executed well, and teams, I think, have, were looking for it. But the way we lined up and the way that they ran some motions there, I didn't know Cropper was getting the ball, and
1: I, he got some good chunks. I think, I think part of that is Kirby knows... His receivers and the receivers yeah. are the playmakers on this team, you know. And Jordan Mims, I wouldn't be surprised if he's lining up at practicing receiving because how good he is out of the backfield catching the football. So, mm-hmm. so I think Kirby Moore said, Dude, look at all these playmakers. <laughs> Let's just feed these dudes. And so, the, the way you can get these different looks is, and it goes back to the dude, we even got our tight ends involved. Like, I mean, that's right. big. Jordan Mims was the second leading receiver. That's big. And getting cropped to the ball all kinds of different ways. It's always a good thing cuz that dude is tough as nails. So yeah. I love it. I love it. I I'm with you man. Could be more. Let's go next year. Bring him the whole crew back. Let's go <laughs> let's go run the table. Yeah, I think
0: the only guy we we'll be, we we'll be, we'll be missing two guys actually. Carrick we and Ronnie. But I feel like we
1: didn't have Ronnie a whole lot of the season this year. Yeah, and Carrick we did a good job, but I think we could I think I don't I don't want to say he's replaceable, but I'm not, you know, sweating that we're missing him. Now, I am worried if Cropper says, "Hey, I might go try this NFL thing if I'm the 30th best receiver in the country. And I'd be a little scared. Be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he did it, but I'd love to see him back in the bulldog red next year.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was my last thing. I, I do not want to see any more blue. I'm so I just want red and white.
1: I like the, this blue script helmet. I thought it was sick, but to me watching that yes. game, if you're on ESPN, you don't go, oh, let's try this brand new uniform. You want people to know, oh, there's Fresno State. And if you turned on that game and didn't know who UTEP was playing, I, I don't know who you thought they were. They didn't look like any other team. But I mean, to me, I was like, I, I don't, that's not, mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember I fans aren't recognizing it.
0: Right. I mean, we're called the Red Wave for a reason. And every, every, uh, episode i've been starting i kind of got into this groove saying hello red wave right I, do i have to change it now to blue wave every time don't we call it the blue
1: wave don't call it yeah. the blue wave
0: <laughs> no right so we need to come out in red uh mm-hmm. i and i think tedford he's old school man he'll do it he'll you do know, it what, what's wrong with the white helmet and the red bulldog script and then all red i don't mm-hmm. think
1: anything i would love to see uh, the bulldog on one side and the script on the other <laughs> that way, you get a best of both worlds. Let's do oh, that. there you go. Let's do both. I mean, Everybody we the talk- dog bones back. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I know. We talked to a. Uh, 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 I can't. I can't release the name yet. I, it's going to be coming out later on. But we talked to somebody, and we, uh, yeah, we we're all in agreement that we should bring back the bones. And this person even said, bring back the white
1: uh, sweater for the bulldog. So, I love it. I love a throwback game.
0: Oh, heck yeah, man. I'm so, I'm all about that stuff. Dude, let's I'm, do it. I'm very traditional and old school. Mm-hmm. You like stick to, like, that's why I like Alabama. What I like about Al- Alabama, one helmet, two different jerseys.
1: That's it. Yeah. We're, we're not Oregon. We don't need to be showing up with a different jersey combination every week. Sometimes it's just, hey, let's keep it simple, stupid. Let's go out there and run these fools. Mm-hmm. No, th- there, things are, always come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a cycle.
0: It's a cycle. Anyways, was <laughs> red wave, red wave. All right, let's get to the uh, social media responses. So we put some stuff out there um, for you guys. And we wanted to see what you guys thought about the game. So the TFF dudes, the fantasy football dudes, our friends over at the fantasy football dudes, check out their podcast. Uh, we're going to have to ask them for a little sponsor here, throwing their name out. You know, we're doing this for free. Uh, <laughs> no, we, uh, they said they, that they are happy because we asked you guys, uh, how are you feeling after the dog's victory? And the TFSF dudes said that they are happy. Ten wins is solid. After everything that happened, we still ended with ten wins.
1: That, that's a great season. Yep. And two of your losses, Oregon and a blowout against Boise State. The Hawaii one is the one that still hurts. Yep. But I'll take the 10 wins. (laughs) Yep.
0: J-G-A-Y-K. I don't know how that's a word. I said, great.
1: She's feeling great. She's feeling fantastic. Everybody's a great day to be a Bulldog.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: The FCC Rams football page
0: said they're pumped and that this next season is going to be awesome.
1: can't disagree with that. Can we talk about that for a second? If all these guys come back... (laughs) How much fun is this team going to be? Coach Hill reminded him. It reminded Coach Hill of when they won the bowl game in two thousand and four, and they went to the next season ranked, playing USC. They Ooh. finished, I think, sixteenth in the country. I mean, if that's the what he's getting, looking like, oh man, hey, this kind of is familiar to me. I'm going, dude. That's a that's, it's pretty high. Yeah. Pretty high praise there for the dogs of twenty twenty two coming up. Is hey, you gotta you gotta represent like the two thousand five dogs. Mm-hmm. We ain't playing Reggie Bush when we go down to USC. No,
0: no. Little preview for next season's preview, but I definitely think that the defense is gonna have to step up big time because we're losing some mm-hmm. some deep mm-hmm. defensive players. Uh, Kevin twenty eight three one three says, "I'm proud of this team. They never gave up after all that's been going on past couple a couple weeks ago." Great bowl W. Love it. Kilos and caddies says, looking forward to twenty twenty two. Fingers crossed, undefeated.
1: Could you imagine? If we went undefeated, I would be going crazy. We gotta if we do something. If we go undefeated, we gotta do something crazy. Okay, we'll do something crazy. We gotta. Th- we've got. A, we've got a whole six months of an off season to figure it out now. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh. Chris Sal 90 says, great. A
0: win is a win. UTEP came strong, but gladly pulled off a W. Yeah, I mean, shout out to UTEP, man. They're seven and five going into this game. They haven't had an eight-win season in forever. They haven't won a bowl game since, what,
1: 1967 Sun Bowl. Uh, they looked good, man, and they're only getting better. They they they're getting better. I'm excited to see their growth. Now that we're not playing them and hopefully we will we'll not play them for a few years because they look like a team that is going to be good. I'm yeah. excited. I'll be I'll root for I'll root for UTEP from a distance. Oh yeah. Yeah, go win the Conference USA. That's fine with us.
0: <laughs> Vasilis Valley, 10th win, we'll take it on to bigger and better bowls in 2020. Bigger and better bowls in 2020.
1: Do you think the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is that great of a bowl game? Well, no, because I don't like Jimmy Kimmel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think he's that funny. But, I mean, did did you watch that bowl game?
1: No, I I didn't get a chance to.
0: Utah State took it to him, man. Took it to Oregon State. It was a a fun game. So, did uh, Jimmy Kimmel make it a great bowl game? I'm going to say no, no, Utah state made it a great bowl game and Oregon state. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to, uh, my paper. I've been keeping track because we, uh, oh, uh, oh, we did a little, uh, prediction here and I'm going to, um, that's, but that's for later. Okay. Let's get to, to, uh, the play of the game. Did I miss any responses?
1: Um no on Twitter we went with gifts and a lot of folks were asking about coaches. We were asking about what kind okay. of coaches we want to keep. So um it's it was really tough right after the game like we said that instantly instantly we're we're hearing okay these guys are gone. So we're going okay. We heard some names that we want to see <laughs> um we we wanted to see being back Keith Williams, uh wide receiver coach John Baxter at special teams. Um Matt Giordano um, who I was, think he's coming. He was the coach at Buchanan and he played at Fresno state, played in the NFL, led Buchanan really well. And then he resigned from Buchanan out of the blue, really. So that would be interesting. Um, Corey, he's hall, my cousin, I need to give him a call. Oh, heck yeah. Corey <laughs> hall, uh, defensive as a defensive coordinator. Um, I know he's the head coach at, I believe Edison. I think him going from a high school coach to fresno state's defensive coordinator even though he was interim for oregon state as head coach once i think that's too big of a jump i think he would okay. need to come in something else but personally um and uh some people want to see a uh, coach um orlando steiner am i saying that right the all oh, our old defensive coordinator to come back. oh yes steinhauser steinhauer, steinhauer. yeah something like that yeah. Um, And then someone asked if we're getting Tim Skipper to come. So I'd love to see Tim Skipper. That's my vote. I think I said that last podcast. I'm a big Tim Skipper guy. I'd love to see him back with the dogs. So hopefully it is, but we're going to find out.
0: All right, let's get into our play of the game and our player of the game. Let's start with
1: the play of the game, Michael. What is your play of the game? My play of the game is Lavelle Bailey's forced fumble in the fourth quarter to put the dogs in the truck. Was it Lavelle Bailey? It was Lavelle oh, Bailey. Was, yeah. He, yeah. Hardison went out for a little scramble, which he don't look like a scrambler, and uh, Lavelle made it. Oh, Lavelle that one, yes. Bailey made him pay for it, and he hit him hard enough, and as he was going down, Lavelle just kind of put his hand over the ball. It like, uh, went behind his back, and then he it. went behind it. his back, and like it looked like Hardison almost sat on it, and then Lavelle Bailey, not a great camera angle, but Lavelle Bailey scooped it up, and uh, we had the ball, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> that was all
0: she wrote. Uh, my play, my play of the game was the Jordan Mims, um, first play of the first play of the game, Jordan Mims mm-hmm. fake reverse. I thought that kind of set the tone, um, even though we went down, but I thought once they saw, once the team saw, you know, this play call from a new play caller, and I, I believe they had trust in, in more, but first play of the game, come out with this play call. It works. And then that it leads to a crazy drive touchdown that set the mood, sent the tempo. Also, we played fast for that first half. I don't know if you saw that our tempo was fast Mm -hmm. Um, quick. Yeah. So I I think that kind of set the mood for the game and I'm going to, I'm going to take that as my, so it wasn't a touchdown, but it was a big play and I'm going to take that one. There you go. All right. Player of the game. Do, is this going to be tough one? You know what? I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, I'm taking the man, Jordan oh, Mans. You you mm. can't. I
1: don't know. Mm. I don't know how you could take someone else, Michael. You know what? I'll I'm gonna take the guy who I picked who made the my play of the game, Lavelle Bailey, because Lavelle Bailey's two biggest plays was a forced fumble. And when he almost killed Hardison, I mean that man almost <laughs> wrecked his career. I mean he came in there and destroyed that guy. So, um, and it was crazy on that forced fumble. I didn't say this, but earlier, but um, he, he was like hurt three, four plays late earlier. It seemed like, yeah, He like we did not know if he was going to come back in. And all of a sudden you didn't even know. I didn't even know he was in the game and all of a sudden he's making the tackle for the forced fumble and he's going crazy running down the sidelines with the football. So players, players make big plays and he made a big play. So he's going to be my player of the game. Got to go offense, defense here. So love a a little bit of love to both sides. Hey, I like it. I like it.
0: Well, I'm toweling up the current score right now. Uh, the current record of the listeners because we put it on Instagram because it was a lot easier to put it up on Instagram stories Mm -hmm. than, uh, Twitter. So we took everything. Um, and Michael, you are currently leading listeners and myself. Um, I'm, I'm I'm tallying up. You are one, two, three. Hold on, six, and four. In picks. <laughs> In picks. That is your current oh. record. I am, <laughs> I'm four and six. Oh no. And actually, the listeners are also six and four. Okay, so tied with the listeners. Yep. You're you missed a Marshall and ODU. Okay. And um, the and and BYU and Jacksonville State you listeners out there um just so you know you picked Toledo to win they did not win mm-hmm. these are you pick, here, here's what you picked wrong Toledo you picked App State which was the closest one App State over Western Kentucky uh you picked Jacksonville State and BYU and so those are your your losses listeners everything else
1: you have won Jackson State Jackson State lost and with them being yes. Dion's, Jackson State yeah and so uh I'm not sure if you saw but the team they were playing, when they scored, they started high-stepping in the end zone like they were Dion. Oh, man, dude. I was like, (laughs) oh, they're going after him.
0: Uh, Oh, man. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a huge comeback because we have a lot of the same picks coming up. But we'll see, man. We will see. Lots of bowl games. Lots of bowl games. Lots of bowl games left. Well, anything else that you took away from this game, dude?
1: Hey, you know what? Lee Marks was a guy who came in and he coached this team knowing he was going to go to Washington. And to me, it showed that he coached them with a lot of poise because they went out and won this game. UTEP was hungry. They wanted to win this game. They came out firing. So to me, I'm very thankful that these coaches did stay at least I know it's not their fault that the University of Washington got excited and posted that they were all leaving the second they were done, like the done playing football. So, I mean, to me, I was thankful that the coaches who did stay stayed uh, Grubb, uh, DeBoner uh, and the rest of the crew who went to Washington. Uh, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am as well.
0: I'm, I'm glad that, well, you know, we're moving on. Greener
1: pastures, and uh, I'm excited for Tedford and this this new. um And I think he's bringing back staff. a lot of Fresno State guys, which oh, is going to be good to see. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: I my bet is we have a
1: lot of former players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if Robbie Rouse is back at your running back coach. You think so? I think so. I think okay. so. I'm excited for Kirby Moore to be at OC and wide receiver coach, but being wide receiver, you. Leaves the door open for a lot of wide receivers <laughs> to come be coach. Yep,
0: yep. No, we're gonna have an episode recapping the, like a season recap. So we ha- we have one more football episode for you guys, and then we're gonna be hitting basketball hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, after, and then as well as uh, we're gonna we're continuing with um, the the conversations with former players, maybe some current players. And we have two coming up for you that I think are going to be a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening. You know, let us know if you have questions for us, DM us on Twitter at beware CSUF, UF, on Instagram at beware of Bulldogs podcast. You can also email us at beware of Bulldogs podcast at gmail.com. I know it's long, but, um, If you have any questions, if you have any ideas that you want to see us do, we're always looking to improve the podcast. Let us know. And if you have somebody that you want us to talk to, let us know as well. So thank you for your continued support. Merry Christmas. If we don't talk to you beforehand and a happy new year, we'll talk to you before the new year, but Merry Christmas, Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. God bless you guys. And as always go go dogs.